What's going on, Cyclone Fanatics? It's Chris Williams here with a little bit of an introduction for a brand new podcast that we are really excited to launch here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I am pleased to introduce you all to Elisa and Stephanie. Uh, My background with both of these ladies is very different. I've known Steph for, man, dating us, but back probably close to 10 to 15 years now, back in the college years, and I actually met Elisa a couple weeks ago in a random meeting that we had, and she told me about her interest in podcasting. I had been wanting to find a way to get Stephanie, who is a former sports writer, I wanted to find a way over the last few years to somehow get her involved in Cyclone Fanatic. And I said, hey, you guys should go out to lunch together and potentially um, do a little podcast because more voices, the better. And I love the idea of female voices here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. And um, the rest is history. These two really hit it off. They have great chemistry and they most importantly come um, from not only life, but their passion for Iowa State sports and sports in general from a completely different um, area than most, you know, Stansberry's 25 year old bachelor. Um, I'm a 35 year old man. Um, Rob is older than all of us. Um, you know, we just we have so many different um, levels of where we're all at in our lives. And I love the idea of giving females a voice here on Cyclone Fanatics. So we're going to start doing that. Um, this probably won't be a podcast where it's like, oh, we're going to release it every Tuesday. I don't know. We're going to kind of see how it goes. But um, these two women are very bright. They're very entertaining. I was blown away with their first podcast. Couldn't believe that they had never done one together before. And I think you're all are really going to enjoy it. And I also wanted to add, too, that our female listenership and our female readership has grown so much really over the last, I would say, five years or so. When we started Cyclone Fanatic, it was probably like a 90 to 10 ratio of men to women. And I, I would guess that's closer to like 60, 40 now. So this is great. And um, I'm really excited. So without any, uh, you've, you've heard enough of me blabbering. I wanted to introduce you to these ladies. They came up with the name. I think it's awesome. Their first podcast is awesome. So I want y'all to give it a listen and uh, give them some feedback on Twitter. And tell them, tell them what you guys loved about it. I know you're going to enjoy it. Here we go. The first ever Title IX podcast. I'll hand it off to the ladies. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Title IX Podcast. We are Cyclone Fanatic's first podcast hosted exclusively by females. So listen up, guys. It's our turn. I'm Steph Copley here with Elisa Woods. And in this initial episode, we really have two main goals. We want to take a few minutes to introduce ourselves, give you guys an idea of what we want to bring to the table with this podcast. And also, as we approach the home football opener, we have some tips and tricks for you to make the most out of your game day experience in Ames. Yes, no matter how you do it, we have you covered. We found out we do Jack Trice in two totally different ways. Very different. In fact, I think you called me crazy the first time we met. Oh yeah, straight up crazy for 
bringing your kids there. Right. So regardless of whether you do it friend style or family style, you've probably noticed that Jack Trice has some new policies with respect to entry and tailgating. So we spoke with Iowa State Guest Services and put together their answers. We just have a quick list for you to make uh, your uh, trip to Ames as frustrating as least frustrating as possible. For sure. I mean, we can't control the game. Hopefully that's not frustrating at all, but let's get you in the venue without any frustration. Exactly. But before we do that, this is our chance to introduce ourselves and let all the listeners know who we are and what we're here for. So Lisa, do you want to introduce yourself I first? I do. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm it's Lisa. so good to see you. <laughs> so good to see you. We just had lunch together. <laughs> we did. But it's so good to see you. Uh, so yeah, I've loved sports from an early age and it's kind of weird because my parents don't like sports at all. They are not Sporty Spice, not sports fans at all. And all of a sudden, like mid-elementary school, mid to late elementary school, I liked the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, just out of nowhere. And so they went along with it and they got me a Dallas Cowboys bed sheets, a Dallas Cowboys nightlight, the starter jacket. The starter jacket. <laughs> the starter jacket, the one with the one pocket in the front for your snacks. And I loved the Cowboys for some reason and I watched football every weekend and my parents were just like, we don't even know what channel football's on, but this is great. And uh, so my parents decided to buy me what I wanted for Christmas was a Deion Sanders jersey. And so I open up my first box at Christmas, my first gift, and it's a jersey. And I pull it out and it's a nice light blue Barry Sanders <laughs> jersey. I was like, thanks guys. You know, Wrong I, Sanders. <laughs> right. And I was like a nice kid. So I was like, I love it. You know, he's a great player. My mom's like, nope, that's Deion Sanders. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And that was kind of the start of me being like, yeah, my parents have no idea what's going on. But I, I wore that jersey. I like kind of like cropped it off and sewed it up, you know, like any middle schooler would do when I looked really fashionable in that. But it wasn't my team. Uh, but I loved I loved the Cowboys. I loved sports. My uh, grandparents always watched like ISU basketball. I remember watching ISU basketball sitting on their floor, watching both men's and women's basketball. They were really into that. And then in high school, I played four sports. I played basketball, volleyball, softball, and I threw the discus and the shot put in track. So all around sporty spice. I went to ISU after high school for sport management. Um, my parents said, choose, uh, choose your hobby. And that's what you should go into, you know, you sh what sh you should do major in. It's good advice. Yeah. And so I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to college for fashion. Not sports. No. Um, and I quickly realized that that was not my true hobby. That was just something I did once is wore some clothes. So you sewed up your Barry Sanders jersey. I sewed up my Barry Sanders jersey. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this fashion thing. I'm going to let me ask, you know, what the other people that I were, I worked at the rec. What are the other people there doing? They were all sport management. And I was like, oh yeah, that's my hobby. I'm going to do that. So I did sport management. I was the last of the sport management class to graduate at Iowa State. I became a sports intern at Channel 13 at WHO uh, here in Des Moines. And then I moved 
moved to Chicago. I moved to New Orleans. I worked in horse racing. Loved it. I love horse racing. Still love to go out to Prairie Meadows. I'm not a big better. So when I was in New Orleans, the security guys always wanted me to bet. And so I just tell them who to bet on and they won so much. And I was like, I really should start putting my own money down, but I just wasn't making that much. And in New Orleans, like I wanted to spend my money going out. Did you know what you were doing or was it just chance? No, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. No, I knew what I was doing. And I lived with a jockey and his wife when I was there and I watched like the morning practices and everything. And so I got pretty good at like handicapping and understanding horse racing. And I still love horse racing. And then I moved back here and now I work at the Iowa Events Center and we have sports. Obviously we have tenant teams and we have concerts and family shows and everything. And I still play on a co-ed softball team, you know, still out there being, living out my glory days in co-ed <laughs> softball. What about you? Well, Why wait, do you love sports? Before we talk about oh. me, we have to talk about something that's completely unrelated to sports about you. Oh. Talk about your blue ribbon baking, please. I am the best baker in the state. <laughs> in but seriously. <laughs> so yeah, I enter things in the state fair. I have such a random collection of hobbies, sewing, sports, and baking. I mean, I don't know how it all happened. Uh, yeah, so I bake for the, all of the contests at the fair. I have the best chocolate cake in Iowa. I have the best macarons in Iowa. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> the best birthday cake in Iowa. I mean, besides the professionals, the best amateur chocolate cake in Iowa. I feel like that's a big thing about you. So I didn't want you to yeah. not mention it. Yeah. And it just got over and I'm fared out. Yeah. A few days. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we're both moms. Yes. We both have toddlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a four year old and an almost two year old. And we just figured out my two, almost two year old and your almost three year old have the same birthday. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, so yeah, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I am arguably addicted to exercise, but I'm also <laughs> arguably addicted to ice cream and popcorn. So I think that makes me a well-rounded human yes. being. I love it. Um, I'm a lawyer by trade and obviously I'm a huge Iowa state fan and huge sports fan and I have loved sports for as long as I can remember and baseball was really my first true love and that had a lot to do with my dad he was and still is the biggest New York Yankees fan I know oh my gosh yeah it was great and I remember being a little bit of an anomaly as a kid particularly in elementary school because I could talk to the boys about baseball and none of the other girls could yeah but uh 1996 was a really big year for me the and I was I think eight or nine at the time and my high school girls basketball team was state tournament epic and there were a couple of girls on that team that were just ridiculous athletes that went on to play collegiate volleyball and basketball it was Sarah Stribe who was arguably or maybe not even arguably the best basketball player in the state and Kim McCaffrey who went on to play and coach at UNI for volleyball but those two women just opened the world of female sports to me and yeah. that I'd never known before yeah and so I'm super grateful for them. I always will be. And then later that summer, we had Carrie Strug with the infamous vault. Oh, and yeah. And that confirmed a suspicion in me as an eight-year-old that women are badasses. And then later that fall, uh, the Yankees won the World Series for the first time in my life. So I got to share that really cool experience with my dad. I love it. Yeah. And that was pretty much, I mean, that solidified my love for sports. Yes. You said all those names. Mm-hmm. I want to drop another name in there. Yes. Stacy Freeze. Yes. I mean. Also same era. I mean, the 
come on. Yep. Yeah, and that, that era of women's basketball was just really special. And I, I'm assuming it's because of the age that we were. You know, it, it was really impressionable yes. for us. But, yeah, that was just, it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought that I was going to play in the WNBA. I had WNBA Barbie. Yes. I maybe jump two inches off the Same ground. here. I had coaches <laughs> yell that they couldn't put a piece of paper underneath me when I jumped. But I still played sports. It didn't yeah. stop me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough to have some really good athletes on my teams that I played on, too. So I got a chance to play in the state basketball tournament like my childhood idols in so the state cool. softball tournament. Yeah, it was and it was really special. And that, that love of sports propelled me into college. I went to Iowa State thinking I was going to get into sports writing and sports public relations. Um, and I had a cool opportunity in undergrad to work in the athletics communications office and those people work their tails off the amount of work they do the amount of content they put out um, and it was honestly the best on the job experience I've ever had in my life but because they put out so much content they also work ridiculous hours and I knew in my heart that I needed a more regular work schedule to keep my sanity so I backed off from sports writing thought I'd do more general reporting or general PR and as luck would have it the economy crashed so I knew it would take a long time for journalism and media to get back to where it was if it ever did so I had a um, really intense heart-to-heart with my academic advisor who's Barbara Mack I don't anybody listening from Iowa State journalism probably knows who that is she's a legendary human yes but she you know told me why don't you consider law school and that was something I'd never considered in my entire life but I trusted her with all of my heart and just went for it. So I graduated with my degree in journalism and then went straight to Drake Law. What do you think it was that she saw in you that said, take a hard write? And I think it was the writing. And she told me that, you know, there's a ton of writing to do as a lawyer and in law school, which I didn't even know at the time. Because yeah. I'd always loved writing. I'd always been good at it. And she saw that as a transferable skill, I think. And she was right. You know, so much of what I do now is just critical thinking and writing. And so I'm eternally grateful for her for that. Epic. But I never, after graduating in 2012, I never lost the urge to get back into sports writing. So I've stayed in touch with our fearless leader, Chris Williams, <laughs> and who I've known for a long time, dating back to days as a student. And he reached out to me after he had lunch with you. Yes. And the rest is history. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. And I just randomly met with him about a different podcast. Right. And then I really just slid in that I love sports. And I, I tried to start my own podcast. And he's like, well, do you want to be on my podcast? And I was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) And I think it's important to note and worth noting that you and I just met a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we totally hit it off. Besties. Yes. Besties for the resties. (laughs) But I think it's important to say that because it's going to be a fun journey getting to know you while everybody else gets to know us as well. So I think that's a unique part of what we're doing. I love it. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, I want you to hop in too, but... We've talked about this a lot over our lunches as far as what we want to do with this podcast. Yeah. I think we both want it to be really wide ranging. For sure. Yeah. We have so many topics that we're interested in and that we talk about just at our lunch. Even right. today, we took a hard right <laughs> just talking about like life, life and yeah, just like where we're at and who we want to be for our daughters and stuff like that. And so I think that uh, I think it could be really cool just to talk about talk about sports, which we love. Right. Kind of in a safe space where we can also talk about other things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we both are obviously wives, moms, um, and females, but in addition to that, and I think sometimes separate from that, we're also just sports fans. So yes, we'll probably talk about topics that are your traditionally female June Cleaver type topics, but <laughs> we're not, I mean, I, neither of us are like no, that. 
Yeah. So I think I'm not going to limit us to that in any way. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Elisa <laughs> uh, texted me at what, like 6:30? Probably. <laughs> and said you were putting on makeup and felt. Oh like yeah. <laughs> felt like a college kid again. We just don't do that anymore. No. So yeah, we're not those traditional wear our pearls to yeah. bed type females. So we'll talk about that stuff, but that's not necessarily exactly who we are. Yeah, definitely. And we don't want to be the same thing that you know Cyclone Fanatic has on all their podcasts because we're a little bit different. And they do it well already. Yeah. And so there's no need to replicate yeah. what's been done. Yeah, definitely. I will tell you what, what we are going to talk about in extent is uh, my fantasy football team. Yes, which I know nothing about, so that's great. <laughs> which literally no one wants to hear about. <laughs> well, my husband would listen, so we can talk about that. <laughs> that's like on the list of the top five things no one wants to hear about your fantasy football team. I'll just nod my head politely. Okay. <laughs> but I do want to mention, um, you know, Obviously, we have, we're both females, so we want to have a female audience, but we don't want to limit it to females. We want to hear from men and women. But if you have ideas for us, reach out to us. Um, like Elisa said, we want to cover things that aren't being covered or cover them in the ways that aren't being done. So yeah. reach out to us and we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. And coming up to the first game here, just in what, two weeks? Holy cow. Time flies. I know. We were talking about the way that we do our tailgating and the way that we do our game day, kind of. And you told me that you bring your children. Yeah. Well, this is all Chris's fault because he was <laughs> telling me, you know, something you guys could talk about is how difficult it is to get kids into Jack Trice. And immediately after I left that meeting, ironically enough, I was packing up my kids to go visit my parents in Western Iowa and it was a 24 hour trip and it required a pack and play, a diaper bag, an overnight bag, which is not just clothes and jammies. It's sippy cups, bibs, oh, yeah. sound machine, all yeah. that stuff. And before I knew it, the trunk was full oh, yeah. for a one night trip. Yeah. And I realized that for us, tailgating is the exact same. <laughs> you know, my husband's family who we tailgate with, um, they've had season tickets for a gazillion years. So they have an awesome lot spot and we just park on the street and walk to them. But that requires a stroller. Yep. If you are a, a mom of an infant, you may need your pump, which I've told you about. <laughs> yeah. um, I've done before, and I can tell you from experience, pumping in the back seat of a vehicle when it's 90 degrees <laughs> oh for the home gosh. opener, and people, drunk strangers are looking in on you, wondering why you're covered up with a blanket. It's just not great. Oh, no. But people do it. I did it, so shout out to those yeah. warriors. Oh. Uh, but then you need the food bag, because you never want to come to a tailgate empty-handed. Yep. You need the diaper bag. You need the extra clothes. You know what we've been traveling with recently? A potty. Yes, we did that too. An entire potty. Yep. We traveled to the fair yes. with a potty. Yes, I feel your pain. Honestly, I thought about this on the way over. By the time we get the car unpacked, it feels like we're in the Oregon Trail game from the 90s when yes. you shoot the ox or the buffalo, but you can't carry the meat yes. back to your uh, campground because your, your stupid wagon is oh, too full. No. That is us. That is us. And then you just day. die of dysentery. Yes. <laughs> just on the side of the road, like oh, two blocks no. away from Jack Trice. Oh, yeah. man. Meanwhile, you are with your buddies. Yeah. thrown back no <laughs> I don't I just truly don't understand what your three-year-old would do uh, <laughs> while you're playing beer pong well <laughs> shockingly I don't play oh. the beer pong yeah, I know oh. I'm missing out right yeah right and they'd be just be begging for the jello shots yes. and like you have to explain why this is kind of different jello than the jello that you eat right. yeah so yeah. I just drop them off at my grand or at her grandparents or my grandparents they all live in Ames yeah you you've got to figure it figured out I'm the nutso over here no like I said my family's not into sports. Right. They might follow it a little bit just so they can talk to me and my husband about the game after, you know, when we go for 
pleasantries. Yeah, yeah, when we pick Rosa up. But yeah, they're not into sports, and so they have absolutely no desire. I cannot, I don't think they've ever been to Jack Trice to a game. I mean, except for when they went to Iowa State. They right. both went to Iowa State. But I've never known them to go to any games. Which is great for you, because now you just drop it's her ideal. off and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's ideal. My best tip for going to Jack Trice is leave your kids at home <laughs> <laughs> or but, with someone. Leave them the with someone. But the truth is, regardless of how you do it, I feel like Jack getting into Jack Trice has become more like getting into an airport, getting through airport yeah. security, where, you know, we all know why these policies exist they're for our safety but that doesn't mean we hate them any less yes and you and i talked about this the biggest one biggest change of the last couple years is the clear bag policy you know what i just bought a pink jansport fanny pack and i'm a little salty i can't bring it into uh jack trice yeah welcome back 1990 (laughs) rude but it's Rough on females because of all the stuff we have to worry yes. about bringing in. Yes, earmuffs, men. I don't want to bring my tampons That's in. Right. That's I right. I just don't. I yeah. mean, it happens once a month. You don't need to know it. But now everybody knows it. Everybody so knows thank it. Thank you for that safety. Yep. That little what two by two logo doesn't hide anything. Doesn't. <laughs> this is the policy that they uh, implemented a couple years ago. I think they were trying to track the NFL policy. Yes. And now it seems like pretty much all professional and collegiate stadiums do it. But the details are you have to have a bag that is uh, 12 by 12 or smaller, essentially. It has to be a clear plastic tote. Shout out to uh, our cycling fanatic shop where you can go get one. I think they're 15 bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there's my shameless plug. Um, but also, that I think they have them at pretty much all the university bookstores yeah. um, for probably the same price. The lady that did our, did our mortgage actually gave them away last year. That's I was brilliant. like, that's a really good gift. The other thing that you can bring in, which uh, when I talk to guest services, they really push this, is it doesn't have to be as big as a 12 by 12. It can be a, one of those one gallon Ziploc freezer bags because who doesn't love bringing in a Ziploc freezer bag to the game? That is ridiculous. The <laughs> hey, first it works. time it works. The first time I see somebody carrying a Ziploc freezer bag, I'm going to slap it out of their hand. You're going to slit it and run? Yes. <laughs> There's also an option to bring a small clutch, but it has to be no larger than four and a half by six and a half inches. And let me just tell you something about this. <laughs> I tried this last year with my, I was with my daughter. We went to Jack Trice and I brought that with me and I measured it before. It was the, it was an okay size, but it, according to the Jack Trice, the lovely, very kind Jack oh, Trice sure. security staff, this was a little bigger. They gave me a little grief, but they let me in with it. I then tried the same thing at Soldier Field. Didn't go so well oh, for me. No. That clutch is in the bottom of a dumpster somewhere. No. Yeah. No big deal, but yeah. still. So my best <laughs> advice for all of you out there is just get the stinking clear bag yeah. and roll with it. Or stick it in your, just stick it in your pockets. That's true. That's true too. They did let me know that there are exceptions for medical family or child care. So diaper bags, pumping bags, insulin bags, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But then you're going to have this big bag and everyone's going to be like, why do you have, why, why did you get that <laughs> right. bag? And don't try to stash uh, contraband <laughs> in the kids' diaper bags. Just don't do it. <laughs> Been there. Yes. So have I. <laughs> because they'll search it. They told me that flat out they would search it. Yeah. And they're going to tag it. So they're going to know. Yeah. So. I actually, I talked to a guy from security today uh, from CSC who does 
security there and he said you know you can bring in some snacks for your kids that's fine but be reasonable about it too in those bags like bring a ziploc full of we call them mickey snacks they're goldfish bring a a ziploc full of goldfish don't bring oh veggie straws (laughs) yep don't bring the whole bag right and also don't try and bring mcdonald's so you pick up mcdonald's on your way to tailgating it sits in your car for six hours while you're tailgating and then you try and bring mcdonald's in for your kids no not gonna happen because you're gonna get disgusting right it is disgusting (laughs) but he said people have done it people have done it and you go in your kids get sick and then you say oh well it was the soft pretzel that they had no it wasn't it was your mcdonald's it was the six hour old mcdonald's (laughs) yes yeah so just be reasonable about what you bring in snacks are fine my kid loves snacks my kid eats snacks for breakfast lunch and dinner she needs a lot of snacks she is her mother's daughter same just be smart about it and they uh the guest services staff was super pleasant to me when i talked to them and they um, wanted me to let you know if you have questions call at 515-294-1848 uh, it's Megan Rodenberg, and she specifically said, say my name on the podcast. I'm brave. I'm going to take all these questions. That's so, cray. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Yeah, she's doing her job. She's doing it well. God bless yes, you. Yes, God bless her. <laughs> you saw something today on Facebook about parking fines, yeah. right? Yeah, so the Ames PD posted that um, the parking fines, like around Jack Trice, are doubled on during game on game day which is like there's so many people you know double parking or parking in front of somebody's driveway or something like that parking in front of a hydrant whatever like all those fines are doubled on game day so just don't do it you know park down at hy and walk down have uber drop you off you know i have my dad drop me off after i drop my child off it's just i mean we've got it down to seriously a science. you've got to figure it I out i know i'm brilliant uh, you mentioned Uber, yes. and actually they're having a special Uber and Lyft pickup and drop-off zone this year. It's in Lot G9, and she mentioned something about how they can block out areas so that you can't get picked up. I don't know how all of that fancy internet talk works, but essentially oh. G9 is going to be the only place that um, you'll be able to get the access to the Uber and Lyft, so oh. just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Good spot. Other main changes this season involve all of the construction around um, Jack Trice and entry into Ames. So That's not new, though. No, that's not new. Ames is known for construction. Right, and it's just we're used to it in Iowa in the summertime, so Mm -hmm. it's no change. Um, But they wanted to let let you all know that to keep an eye out for the next couple days, probably next week, they're going to have a specific release out for car entry into the Jack Trice area, into the stadium area, because that's going to change a little bit from what it was last year. And they're also breaking ground for those rec fields um, down in the Jack Trice area. So, yeah, so um, they wanted to let me let you know that foot traffic is going to be changed for a lot of the grass lots, too. So, again, just keep an eye out for their release. They're working on the specific language and instructions and want to make it as straightforward and easy as possible. So that's coming out next week sometime. Just call me. My dad will drop you off. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You want to give his phone number out? Yeah, plenty of parking in West Ames. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This kind of made me sad. In the past, they've used the track trolleys to transport people you see a lot of the elderly people on those trolleys they're not doing that anymore they're doing six people six person golf carts i just felt like there's something so iowa state about seeing that tractor probably come through the the parking lot but well at least they're getting rides still that's true but you know this we're not the ag school we once were apparently (laughs) yeah and they've also changed public parking near hilton um all public public parking is now south of jack trice stadium 
if you're if you are a public parker however they have a new app for you they're partnering with park hub which apparently allows you to pay the twenty dollars for the cars or the forty dollars for the rv with um with a credit card instead of cash whoa wait does that work for like the all the lots like the grass lots and everything I, that's a good question. I don't know what, specifically which lots. I'm assuming that'll be out with the press release next week. Whoa. But they did want to caution. Um, they're a little concerned about internet usage, mm. especially for the Iowa game. So yeah. just have cash as a backup. Yeah. Just generally speaking, that's a good rule on game Yeah. Day. Yeah. Those cell oh. towers don't always handle no it so well. kidding. And then this is a real bummer if you have kids. They're not doing the Cyclone Kids Zone anymore this year due to construction. So no I know inflatables n- for you. I know nothing about this. <laughs> this is my <laughs> of expertise. Uh, you said inflatables. And I was like, I cannot even imagine where on campus these would be. Yeah, they were on the, let me think about this, the north side of the stadium for a while. I don't know what, where they were last year, but none this year. No. Because of the construction. So you're just going to have to figure out how to run that sugar off your kids some other way <laughs> there are just none. have them chase the six people the six person golf cart <laughs> yeah around. there you go do you want to run through the refresher for the rules that haven't changed but everybody should know let's <sighs> do it okay rules. rules i don't see the problem is i don't know the rules because this is what i do i'm shaking my head at you right now <laughs> let me tell you what i do i break the rules um no i don't i mean i just i go you just have fun yeah yeah we go we get our our spot in the grass lot we bring a tv we watch the game we have a grill last year the legs fell off of our grill and we had to put it on the tailgate (laughs) of somebody's truck yeah i was like this is not good you guys but i will take a burger when that's done so i mean we we show up early tailgate in the lots we do it cheap hot dogs burgers natter days white claw bush lattes last year our neighbors shared some pudding shots with us so i may have to try and recreate those like bring a tent bring koozies sunscreen and then we just we don't go into the game yeah and we listen to it on the radio or we watch it on the tv or whatever but we just stay out and do you guys then mash up with people around you who don't go into the game and oh yeah that's awesome oh yeah what a way to do it i know Yeah. yeah oh yeah we make friends i remember the game where all the sirens were going off we had no idea literal we, sirens not yeah, the pump no, up sirens yeah we thought they were the pump up <laughs> sirens we're like yeah and then like the skies open up right. and we're like no <laughs> something is not yeah. quite right here yeah and we just see waves of people coming towards us and we're like let's get out of here yeah but, no you i think like i said i think you've got to figure it yeah, out yeah yeah we do i will say we do go to a couple games um, my husband always gets tickets for one at least and we try and go to another two or three so we do we do go to some right. games but we just don't pair those up with the like all day tailgating right i get that yeah i appreciate that yeah well then let me since you are a rule breaker yeah or at least know. not a rule follower <laughs> i don't know the rules well, you know this the lots open do you remember how many hours before? Nope. Oh my goodness. You just, you really roll with it. I'm yep. impressed. Six hours before 7am, whichever's earlier. The spirit walk is two and a half ish hours beforehand. That's the official where I, I know about that. The ish. <laughs> um, water bottles. This is big for the first couple games. Cause yes. it's usually hotter than Hades. Out yes. There. Um, one 20 ounce bottle per person. Okay. So long as it's sealed and full or completely yes. empty. So my, don't try to sneak in your, whatever it is you're trying to sneak in. My father-in-law is known for having just like a rolled up plastic bottle in his pocket and we'll get in from somewhere and it's amazing. 
unroll we're like you could have just walked in with it you don't have to roll it up and put it in your pocket very resourceful yeah but just carries that around with them and i mean i do it at the airport i just i mean i don't bring a rolled up plastic one but i bring an empty water bottle and fill it up when i get in there good practice it is they did tell me they're gonna do the giveaway again at the first game and give away water bottles which i really do think is a great idea because it's generally hot yes um speaking of it being hot first aid services are open all season not just the first couple games when people get heat stroke and are dehydrated that's good yes it is good and re-entry is uh no re-entry before kickoff or after the start of the fourth quarter and you're not supposed to bring in umbrellas but here's the thing if you have an umbrella and it's it's supposed to go in a case that looks like a wine bottle. You don't just want to leave it out on the street with everybody else's. So you just shove it down your pants. And then don't get it out, though. That's the Nope, key. you can't get it out. Don't be that guy nope. or that woman no. or whoever. No, I just got rained on. I yeah. mean, my friend just got rained on <laughs> when they did that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I get it. I get why we all want to bring that stuff in. Yeah. But just don't don't be that right. person. Right, right. Um, same thing with strollers. We had this talk. Yes. I was wondering, what do you do with the stroller if you don't have anywhere to put it? And the answer is, I don't know, because strollers are not allowed in Jack Trice. So find a buddy and put it in the back of their truck. Oh, you don't yeah. have family to do it with. Just put it in it. somebody random's back no, of their truck. <laughs> Unless the game's really horrible and they leave, <laughs> yeah. you'll be totally fine. Um, kids, two and older need tickets yes so that's actually the same at the iowa event center for a lot of our our events and what we say and it's always very confusing well there'll be two at this point if they've had their second birthday by the time the game arrives they need a ticket exactly that's exactly what they said to me too so i feel like they must have had that conversation with someone before it's always a source of contention i get it it's a simple rule right if you've celebrated don't and you can't say if you've celebrated because it's like well his birthday was last week but we're having a family get together next weekend so technically we haven't celebrated it and it's like you know what your kid needs two tickets right (laughs) right um if you are one of those crazy moms crazy warrior moms who need a room for pumping or nursery nursing the east side of the stadium near jack trice club has a mother's room which I didn't know. I should have asked before, but that would have been really fabulous yes. to know instead of pumping in the back of someone's car. Right. Um, there's also two family restrooms. So same idea. Section 1 and 16 on the west side of the stadium. Can I bring up just one little point yes. for the family restroom? Men, this family restroom is not reserved for you to poop. <laughs> it's not. The one at the airport isn't for you to poop. The one at Jack Trice isn't for you to poop. The one at work isn't for you to poop. It's a family, family, which means one or more people can go in there. There we go. It's not for you to poop. Um, That's just a public service announcement, generally speaking. (laughs) Thank you for that. You're welcome. Also, I did confirm that they're changing tables in the men's restrooms. Hallelujah. Good for you, Jack Trice Stadium. Won't he do it? Good for you. Good job. Yeah. So if you have any questions, again, call guest services. Call Megan Rodenberg. Be super sweet to her because she was super sweet to us. And just imagine the amount of calls that that poor woman is fielding right now. I know. I know because there are just billions of people listening to this podcast Absolutely. and they're ready to That's call right. her i love it i might call her just to chit just chat yeah she Tell sounded delightful she was delightful she really was yeah <sighs> bless her heart yeah so is there anything else you want to add for your no i feel pumped i'm ready i'm ready too are you going to the first game uh we're tailgating for sure we have a family wedding that afternoon Nice. There's that whole discussion that maybe we can have some time about whether it's appropriate to have a wedding <laughs> in the middle of football season. Yeah. But yeah. We had ours during the Toledo game and somebody was watching. Oh, 
interesting. It was never mind. I won't <laughs> okay. go. I won't go off. Maybe a different time. Yeah, different time for that. Um, but somebody was watching the game at a table at our reception. And I just posted up and watched it too. Good for you. I was like, we uh, may or may not have gotten married in December just to avoid. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks to my husband. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. My sister and brother-in-law, um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, uh, got married on Iowa Iowa State game day. What? That's really rough. That's why everywhere in the town is cheap. That's true. That's why restaurants are open. So non-Iowans love going out to eat on that night <laughs> right. from what I hear. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I do feel like I should clear my conscience in case my children ever listen to this uh, <laughs> at some point in the future. It is a pain in the butt to bring them. It yes. totally is. But there's that moment when you take your kids in and their eyes just get super big, you know, and their little body shake. Yeah. And I remember having those moments as kids myself. I just said I was a big baseball fan and I have this super vivid memory of my dad taking me up to uh, Metrodome in Minnesota to watch the Yankees play and it was my first time seeing batting practice I think it was in third grade and I remember having that larger than life experience mm. myself and I looked over at him and he had this stupid grin on his face and yeah. I remember thinking what what is so funny or <laughs> yeah. what is so great but now as a parent I identify that with yeah him. so it's worth it Unless Iowa State loses, and then if Iowa State loses, forget about no, it. No, all bets are off. Yes, all bets are off. Oh, yep. I, maybe I'll bring her one of these times. Do you it know, when she's a little older. I'll bring her to a game. Yeah, and see how she what she thinks about side. Yeah. Oh, she'll hate him. <laughs> As most kids do. <laughs> Too big. Right. Doesn't like the Easter Bunny. Won't oh like yeah, Cy. definitely won't say like yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah, yeah. Someday. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, we'll thanks for listening. See everybody pack the jack or at least pack this, uh, the tailgate lots outside. Yes, definitely. We will see you in line for the Kaibos. That sounds great. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>